Ladies and gentlemen, what is happening? What is happening? Welcome to yet another edition of Pass the Ox. It's your boy, Dwayne. You already know your homie. Some of y'all know you as the human highlight reel, but you know, on this show, we go by the name of Dwayne. You know what I'm saying? We got to get a government one time. And uh, it feels good to just, you know, be in the building right now. So I'm going to pass this thing. You already know your boy likes to throw them alleys. So I got to get an alley to my one, my only, my true favorite co-host, Miss Janine. Talk to the people. How you doing? Hey, what's cracking, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to another hot episode of Pass the Ox. It's your girl, Janine, a.k.a. the Queen of Clatchet. And we back in action for another hot one. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, yo, we got a really dope episode in store today. Yes, yes, And yes, I yes. would like to introduce, I got I to do this one good time, y'all. I'm going to introduce a man that really needs no introduction, you know what I mean? But we're going to give him one anyway, because that's how we do on Past the Ox, you know what I'm saying? So I would like to welcome an Atlanta Christian hip-hop legend, my guy. Now, he probably won't tell y'all this, you know what I'm saying? Because he's too hum- he humble like that, so he ain't going to say that. But I'm going to introduce him like that, because this boy, man, me and this guy go way back, you know what I mean? So I had to introduce and bring this man. He is actually our very first official artist hey. to join the Pastor Ox show on today. So, round of applause for that one. We got our first official guest in the house. And like I said, man, this man speaks many, many volumes. His music tells his story. And well, he's the innovator and the creator of what a nice little movement we like to call Trap Theology. You see him repping it right there with the shirt. You already know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in the building, Mr. Plain James. How you doing, good sir? Man, I'm feeling good, man. I can't complain at all, man. Glad to be here. Hey, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. So without further ado, Cuzzo, let's go ahead and uh, let, let, let's kick this thing off one time. And let's, let's just start. You know how we do. Every time past the odds, we like to start it off and just kind of say a nice little segment that we call What's In Your Ears. You know what I mean? So. Kazo, you got the flow. What's what's been in your ears? What's Let's going on? Let's do it. So, what's been in my ears? Um, this week I happened upon a TikTok video with about ten songs that said, "Hey, if you know three out of these songs, then you had an emo phase." Um, I knew all of them, but I didn't have an emo phase. <laughs> didn't Uh-oh. have an emo phase. But um, I created a fuck yeah playlist, and I just uh-huh. wanted to share a few of my songs on there. Okay, um, okay. I have. Fallout Boy, Sugar, We're Going Down, The okay. Killers, some, Somebody Told Me, The okay. Killers, Mr. Brightside, uh, okay. Paramore, Misery Business, Paramore, okay. Crush, 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 uh, Panic at the Disco, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, okay. uh, Sublime, Santeria, and Allison Chains, Ro- Rooster. Those are my yeah, playlists. Okay. Um, and then I, it's old to the world, but new to me. It's mm-hmm. a song called Top Down by the artist Channel Thress. I don't know if it's Tress or Thress, but either way. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> how I was introduced to this song is I've been binge watching a HBO show called Betty, which is okay. basically about these girl skaters and they kind of follow them around that scene. And 
Um, it just shows like how dope these girls are on boards, but how they can be kind of overlooked and, and like the little pay stuff that they go through. I guess it's like a male dominated sport because that's really what it is. So I couldn't ride a skateboard even if I tried. <laughs> <laughs> we all try. We all try. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> but um, anyway, so there's a scene where they're just all out kicking it. And um, in the background, you hear this cool like electro dance beat but if you listen a little bit more you're like yo he's talking some stuff like almost like the same stuff that we listen to on like rap or whatever so i look up the artist and he's a black kid from uh compton which was like wasn't expecting it right and i like when i find artists like this because for a while i don't think so much now and since artists have a direct stream to to their fans through SoundCloud and YouTube, et cetera. But there was a time where like black music equaled a very limited space. So like rap, R&B, funk, soul, and like that was it. And mm -hmm. if you did anything outside of that, you're weird or white, right? And um, okay. <laughs> I was okay. watching Moesha and there was an episode on there where, where her best friend Kim really wanted to go see Lee and Ryan. And the whole episode was her trying to get these tickets. And for those who don't know, she's a country singer. And um, the episode ended where she she uh, she got to sing with her. So at an early age, you're like, oh, maybe, you know, we can get into some other genres. Like, it's dope. Yeah. Um, so it definitely lit a spark to be interested in country. It didn't catch. Uh, but <laughs> it still <laughs> opened your mind up to kind of consume different types of music so that was dope and um another fan favorite for me i've been listening to slim thug the single is called water, water. why i don't know because i like it slim thugger diverse <laughs> right there yeah that is super diverse super diverse i love it i love it <laughs> Well, playing. How, how about you, man? What's what's been in your ears lately this week, man? What you been bumping lately, man? Man, I um I stumbled across an artist from Compton, man. Young dude by the name of Buddy. Um, okay. Buddy, I he had a song called Black, and I, I just heard it in the background of somebody uh, Instagram video. So I out, checked it out, and uh, he dope, man. This song, I don't know, man. His perspective on music, man, he's just like some real life type stuff. He's not the guy trying to be the super thug, super gangster. He from Compton, you know what I'm saying? So it's certain things that just going to happen just as a result of what his upbringing was or whatnot. But I don't know, man. He got a real soulful sound, man. He kind of mixed a mixture of singing and rapping. Um, so I've been music. Um, then I like to ride to, like, instrumental sometimes, too, man. Sometimes mm -hmm. I listen to a lot of words. So um, Addison Pack, that's one of my favorite artists. Ooh. Yes, yes. So, so talented. Real yes. dope dude. Real mm -hmm. dope. Okay. They actually put out an uh, instrumental album. Uh, they put out an album not too long ago, but they actually put an instrumental album out on um, just the tracks without the words or anything on it. So I just been vibing to that, man. And uh, so other than that, man, just anything that catch my ear, but for the most part, those two things have really been sticking sticking in my radio for the most part. <laughs> okay, okay. I like that, man. You know, and sometimes, hey, you know what? That, especially as an artist, man, you know how we do. A lot of times we really like to just sometimes, maybe we don't want to hear nothing with words to it. Sometimes we do just like to vibe to an instrumental because as artists, when you writing, you know, 
that's usually what catch you more than anything. The beat, you know what I mean? Like the horns, you know, the bass, you know, or something like just anything, you know, the sample or the loop, you know, like you never know what's gonna catch you. So it's pretty dope that you that you brought that up, man. Cause a lot of times the beat tapes, man. Shout out to a producer out there. If you got a beat tape, I, I appreciate those, man. A lot of times you just want to listen to the beats. <laughs> I just, especially like man, I just been writing an album, so it's like you don't want to listen to certain things so much that it begins to influence you because you know you're going to start writing and next thing you know certain cadences you've been hearing or you know certain styles and it's like it's in your head because you've been listening to it non-stop so I kind of like want to have a clear palette when I'm getting ready to write so I don't sound like nobody else I kind of want to make sure I'm doing my own thing man that's amazing brother I love that I love I love that philosophy and uh, I hope I hope all my artists out there listening. I hope y'all applying that same philosophy. If you don't do that already, I'm just saying that's good knowledge. Uh, as far as your boy here, man, uh, today, man, you know what? Lately, I was um, so I was today seemed to be I guess a Kanye West day. I kind of had it on shuffle on my iPhone. You know what I'm saying? My Apple Music was on shuffle. A lot of Kanye was coming up today, and I was just like. All right, I guess it's a Kanye kind of day. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of random Kanye. <laughs> Heard Jesus Walks come up in there one time. Uh, some of the songs from his recent, uh, you know, Jesus is King album popped up. And some of the stuff from college dropped out. And, and I was just graduation name. And I was just like, okay, well, it's a Kanye kind of day. Uh, and um, recently I... Um, you know, shameless plug for yet another show featured on the OTS network by the name of Life's Botch. I actually had the pleasure of interviewing Mr. Fred Rosser, aka Darren Young. He put me on to a couple of uh, nice indie artists out there, and uh, one of them was by the name of Daily, D A Y L E Y. And I checked him out, and uh, you know, we had a nice conversation about RB, and uh, so you know. I was like, all right, I'm gonna check these artists out. You know, I gave him some, he gave me some. And as I was listening, man, I was like, I like the vibes, man. You know, because, hey, we we, we hip hop artists, yes, but there's nothing wrong with your R&B and your country and your instrumentals, you know what I mean? Your jazz, you know, whatever, you know, we, we, we diverse in this group. So, you know, I, I was in them fields, man. I was like, all right, it's an R&B kind of Sunday. You know what I mean? Let's do it, you know? And uh, of course, Without further ado, gotta say this in there, not just because my man's is here, but because it's legit, the yeah. truth. Your boy was bumping some plain James today because I had to just bump the man, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, this is the man we honoring and celebrating on the day on Pastor Ox. So I had to, you know, have some plain James in my playlist, man. And I just had that baby on straight shuffle. Heard that Atlanta, <laughs> 1996. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the outcast sample in that baby. When I was yeah. loving it, I was, you know, you name it, man. It was it was a little bit of everything, man. Some classic joints with you and young Noah. And uh, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, it was beautiful to listen to. It was a plain James For kind sure. of day. So, you know, we had to go there. But uh, that does it for pretty much this edition of What's in Your Ears. What's in your and, ears? Uh, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so uh, Cuzzo, yes. any any entertainment news been going on lately uh, within this week so far? I know we're in the yes. middle of the week right now, but what's for been sure. going on? Um, did you want to go new new releases first or did you want to go like entertainment news? Let's go entertainment news and we'll come on back to the new releases. You know okay. what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll bring it back to that point. 
All right. So um, for me, some, something that caught my eye, I believe it was last night, but CEO of Off-White Label and the artistic director of Louis Vuitton's Men Edition, Men Edition Virgil, um, did cover art for Pop Smoke's album, um, Shoot for Stars, Aim for the Moon. And he, it was not well recepted at all. <laughs> Have y'all seen it? That's all. And 50 been going on, 50 Cent been putting a campaign together trying to find a new cover for the album. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> um, it looks like very rushed. It looks like a novice um, did Photoshop on it. But yeah, people aren't happy. They feel like it was disrespectful. It doesn't honor Pop, um, pop Smoke at all. Um, so that's kind of been what's on the radar this week. Um, and I, it kind of brings attention to Virgil because a lot of people feel like um, him along with some other designers they kind of get away with not, not doing much but because they have a hype beast following they amplify it up and then it becomes this like super expensive brand but it's not really original it's not really doing much right mm. wow yeah so. it's amazing how you know certain companies and 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 Things they have this particular vision as if they know the person, but then the streets be hearing it, and it's just like, nah, bro, that ain't it, you know. And they just like it ain't it. <laughs> what's the up with streets will speak? <laughs> for they sure. do, they do, and and it just goes to show when you got a legacy out here, man, and you doing your thing, the streets got your back regardless, man. They're gonna yeah. make sure you 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 repped right, you know what I mean? Like you ain't just gonna put out no random uh, Michael Jackson compilation album. <laughs> you know what I mean? Michael Jackson, right, right? Everybody gonna be like, nah, bro, this MJ. You gotta make sure this is right. So, hey. hey, shout out, shout out to 50, shout out to the streets that's looking out for popping and, and making sure things go right and run. Maybe. Um, now, <laughs> did we catch the BET Awards on Sunday? Man. I, I missed it, man. I wanted to watch it, but I was tired of it, man. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Let me tell you, I I peeped. I I had no. I forgot. Truth be told, because of what's been going on with the whole Corona stuff, right? Like, I totally forgot that we were in the month of June, where I'm like, oh yeah, this is BT Awards month, right? And so when I saw and I scrolled and I saw like virtual BT Awards, I'm like, virtual. Oh, this is new. How yeah. do you do a virtual award show? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what like yeah that was awkward it, it, it was awkward so I didn't watch the whole thing I definitely caught the highlights or I watched the performances because that's what we really watch them for anyway yeah. um and um I haven't really sat and watched an award show in a while I don't know if it's because of my age or because I think that they've gotten kind of watered down I don't know but um I did watch it because I was like this is the first virtual award show and I was like, it's going to be weird them performing to the TV, which I guess is a music video in a sense regardless. But when you're watching an award show performance, I like when the camera pans to the audience or they zoom in on one person because they got some petty stuff going on. Like it just makes the award show a little more exciting. But yeah. um I think it was dope what they did. The performances were actually really nice. Um, they definitely implemented what's going on right now, whether it be like a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, whether it be face masks, whether it be um, 
uh, Alicia Keys had a performance where she had the names of everybody killed or slain going back to Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was dope that they were here for entertainment, but they weren't ignoring the fact that we're going through something right now, especially it being the BET Awards. So that's important. Um, A couple of performances that stood out to me, Wayne Brady did a tribute to Little Richard. And I thought it was Mm. awesome. (laughs) I thought it was awesome. Wayne Brady. Yeah. Wow. Um, So he did a tribute to Little Richard. Lil Wayne did a tribute to Kobe. Um, Not some of Wayne's best work, but I respect it because it was a tribute to Kobe. Summer Walker and Usher did a situation together, and oh, it was okay. Beautiful. And I think that this made me, um, maybe not respect Summer Walker more because I definitely understand that that she's talented. But uh, seeing that performance, I was like, okay, she can sing, and this sounds good, and this looks good, okay. And then um, D Smoke and Sir did a performance together and they brought out their mom oh, wow. are okay. are y'all fam- are y'all familiar with those artists yeah 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 i yeah. love d smoke um i love sir and the fact that they brought their mom out was awesome so all in all high five bet awards pretty interesting high five BET awards, good job man. bet awards you take what you can work with yes you, you <laughs> make the best out of a situation <laughs> and you kept it black because a lot of people felt like BET kind of lost their blackness over the years a little bit somewhat. Uh, but we're not going to go there too much. Megan Stallion so, proved yet again that they're putting something inside of that Texas water because the strength in those knees is amazing. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> the strength in the knees, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, you telling me, boy. I was like, okay, hey, you can <laughs> do right, that. Megan. More power to you, ma'am. Go right ahead. <laughs> but uh, yeah, wow. Um, nonetheless, I will say what stuck out to me. I mean, it was probably the talk of the whole town, of course, is the baby and the the remix that him and Roddy Rich did. Bye, you know, yeah. rock star and how it just represented the whole you know BLM movement and just signifying. I mean, just to see little baby on the ground and you know, imitating the whole George Floyd situation and, and literally like, you know, rapping in the cause of it. You know, just to, like you said, remind people like, hey, we, we're trying to take your mind off of things, you know, bring you into a sense of peace or healing or feel good, but then keep you aware, you know, to like, hey, keep this thing going out here. You know, you, you got to do something about this. Yeah. You know? So uh, I thought that was pretty dope to see. And uh, like I said, uh, seeing some of those award presentations are what kind of threw me off just because you're sitting here, you know, they looking like us, you know, they, they, they in the room and I'm like, this is going to take some getting used to, but, uh, if this is a new norm, then, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much longer. I, yeah. Yeah. No. Cause award shows people in regular clothes and they in their closet or in front of a wall, like just, Hey, I'm here. Your 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 nominees for your favorite award is here, take right it here. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, and your winner is no no drum roll, no nothing, no crowd, you just so and so. There you go. Right, the baby's your winner. Okay, thanks. Plain. <laughs> I'm thanks for my award. <laughs> you know, like all right. So 
again, shout out to you, BET Awards. But what else? Uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, interesting stuck out so far within this week, entertainment-wise, Kazo. Um, so this actually happened last week, but I didn't bring it up because I didn't listen to it. But Beyonce's Black Parade, I did listen mm. to it this week, okay. and um. I love Beyonce. I don't want to be attacked by the beehive, but I'm not somebody who like, as soon as she drops something, I like run after it. Mm -hmm. And I think it may be because I'm a hater. I don't know. But ever since she did the remake to um, Before I Let Go, I was like, I will go. You know, so I, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I was happy when I listened to this um, track. She's talking about a lot um <laughs> and and then it sounded good so i appreciate it um what do you guys think about wash us in the blood both the song as well Ooh. as the visual by kanye west plain i would love to know your thoughts on that please first, tell us your thoughts please let me know what you, what you thinking about that man if i'm totally honest i feel like the song wasn't just great um I think, I don't think it was trash, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think it was just, oh man, like they killed it. But what I do respect is, I respect the fact that, um, like getting Travis Scott on the song. I look at it like he's he's still aware, he's still a genius when it comes to making music. So I think he's still aware and savvy enough to know, okay, if I am gonna go this different lane, a different direction, it still sonically has to be a certain kind of sound that's going to appeal to people. Um, I think he's still getting his feet wet. I think he's in new terrain. I think it's really hard to go in depth because people will say, you know, he's saved, he's a Christian or whatnot. That's cool. But we know it takes years and years of discipleship, learning and training to really be in depth with it is you believe and how to be able to articulate that. So right now I think what's making a lot of Christians feel like the songs are not really that dope is that he's really on some surface level type stuff. And we've heard thousands of Christian rappers say the same thing as he's already saying. So it's like, just because it's not, this Kanye don't mean it's special. Like, it's Christian rappers who probably have better production on their songs than what we heard on that song. Yeah. And I think I think the the bar is set so high, because it's the same dude from uh, College Dropout. This is the same dude from Graduation. This is the same dude who has classic albums, classic wow. music. When they hear anything below the standard that's been set, they're gonna be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think it's trash. I just don't think it's just amazing either. But I'm 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 embraced. I just want to. I'm interested to see how things develop. I'm interested to see how he kind of gets into his comfort zone and he finds himself and finds his sound. And the more he develops his relationship and in his walk, yeah. he's able to talk about stuff more. I think it's gonna be dope. You know what I'm saying? But right now, it's just he's still kind of getting his feet wet. I feel like. Mm. I can appreciate that perspective because I was almost, I was going to ask you, but you pretty much answered it. Like you all as Christian hip hop artists, how do you feel about a Kanye doing a song like this or doing Jesus is King? Because um, some would say they think it's just for um, the hype, but other people are open to like um, Plain said, like his journey and that this is a new path for him and he's going to eventually get stronger in that walk. Yeah, I mean, you can see, like, his heart is there. And you can see, I mean, anybody who really knows, like, you you saw that even with Jesus Walk. You know what I mean? Like, his heart, 
has always been there. And I feel like he always had somebody in his ear a little bit of, you know, trying to keep him on track, even when he was secular with it. And even now, you know, like playing beautifully put it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a new process. You know what I mean? There's so many artists, you know, I'm pretty sure Mace probably went through this in a way now by no means is Mace in the level of a Kanye to me, but I'm just saying like yeah. when he went into this, you know, field at that time, people forget Mace was on top of the world back when he decided to cross over and, and, and change his life and go to God. So at the same time, when he did what he did, it was a new process for him. You know, uh, same thing, you know, um, I always mix it up. I want to say salt. I believe it was salt, salt from salt and pepper. Uh, you know, same case with her, you know what I mean? Hopping on with Kurt Franklin, it's, it's, it's a new process. Uh, but more than anything, I agree with playing, man. It's, it's respect comes to when you get the Travis Scotts and, and, you know, so many others that you can influence on a track like that. And it just goes to show like, okay, he out here talking to people, you know what I mean? He, he uh, We see him, he be out in these prisons, he out here doing his thing. He still, if one would argue, even when you're a new Christian, he's still probably in his baby phase. You know what I mean? So it's like you get on fire in your baby phase. And then, you know, when he started to grow and really find himself and grow and, and start going through some true hardships, man, the sky's the limit for this guy, man. So uh, the song as a whole, at first, threw me off, man. Like, I had to listen to it a couple more times. Uh, the hook, of course definitely stood out in a sense in its own way especially once travis kind of put his twist within it too and i like travis scott there's something about his sound that really gravitates to me man i really like travis scott sound or anything so that that was a that was a dope collab to do with the song itself you know like i said i agree with playing james there necessarily not the greatest classical song ever but as kanye continues to build himself and continues to get better and better with this man if they ever collab again on something similar to this, it'll be probably 20 times better than that was. But it was it was cool for what it was, man. I mean, uh, the message more than anything, definitely. So uh, I did check on Twitter when he dropped it, and I saw a lot of a lot of Kanye fans. They were quick to just be like, "Yo, this is the hardest song ever!" Like, bro, let's go. And I'm like, "Yeah, hey, with <laughs> our artists, like." Yeah. You have to be art, but did y'all see the uh, the video for it, or did you just listen to the single? I didn't know it was a video. I just heard the song. Video. I saw the video, and much like a lot of Kanye's videos, it was very strange. But I get what it was trying to depict in a way. Was, you know, and like, maybe I'm not deep enough. I don't know, but like, um, I think visuals are very important because, as we know, the music industry has a lot of spooky stuff going on as far as what I hear. Um, a lot of subliminal messaging is put into a lot of the songs. So if we have a song that's talking about Jesus and, and covering us in his blood, like, to have images of, like, goat faces and goat heads, which are usually um linked to some demonic type stuff it just makes you kind of go like what are we talking about here now i don't know if the video i saw was the official video i feel like it was but if it is in fact um i just think that it's important as artists that you know you all are mindful about the images you're putting out and and is it really representing the lyrics the way that it's supposed to mm, that's a good interpretation i like that i want to like check it out 
Oh man, I've been I've been doing a little bit of everything. I definitely want to check it out. <laughs> Blaine, I think it's 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 a sight to see. I ain't gonna lie, man. It's a sight to see, uh, because even then it was kind of like uh a little strange in my taste. But again, I, I I get the artisticness. Like I see to some degree what he was trying to show, uh, but at the same time, it, it can put you in that light of maybe this is still the part where he's still transitioning and really trying yeah. to figure things out. You know, that's all I could really do to justify it. He was doing that with 10 plus years. He was opening a whole different, whole different lane. Then he put now was my dark twisted fantasy in. Yeah. Yeah. It's a renewal of the mind that has to take place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's uh you really just starting from scratch, trying to find a new sound, a new direction. Um, as well as going through things in your life. And I think I saw something one time where, you know, there's certain things he's trying to implement with his family and his home and kids. You know, she kind of like, hey, you know, you're on your journey, but I still got to go out here and do what I got to do. So, I mean, we see that on TV. Pretty sure if that's, that, if that's happening consistently, you got a conflict of interest right there going on in the house. The way you want to raise the kids, then you got all these people saying, well, he may not be saved for real. Then you got the people saying he is saved with the music so you got some folks you know it's like it's a whyrlwind of emotion and different things going on and you gotta try to block all that out and come yeah. in quality music it's gonna take some time to get seasoned enough in this area in order to be able to do that at a quality level I think. so I just try to show them a little grace man that's that's really all we can do but i love it man i love it that's hey <laughs> shout out to playing man always giving he was uh, dropping the legit answer dropping that's the, exactly <laughs> there's a reason this brother's guest number one when it comes to this thing man see y'all i gotta give y'all the gems you know what i'm saying i gotta let y'all get some spiritual gems in this thing because we're gonna have a little bit of every artist that we could try to bring in this thing man so we gotta give y'all the real positivity and kick this thing off right that being said, Cuzzo, let's go ahead and transition to some new releases, and let's see what's been hitting these waves lately. What's What's been coming out so far? So um, we're recording sooner than we usually do, so it hasn't been a full week, but um, <laughs> Wash Us in the Blood was one of my new releases, and um, another new release is actually from, I would say, like an underground independent artist so to speak this is um a friend of mine we went to high school together um but he put out a single called hundred grand um and the artist's name nova style uh really dope um really vibey he's talking about you know obviously hundred grand is i want to be successful i'm definitely chasing this bag but i'm not willing to compromise certain things to get there whether it be my family, whether it be my um, my morals, so it's kind of talking about that journey. So it's dope. Awesome. That's one awesome. of my new releases. Okay, okay. So, uh, playing, I'm gonna let you take this one, man, because uh, you the meat of the of the conversation today. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, man. Let's talk about some new releases. Uh, cooking up, man. You know, whether you know somebody from the camp. That just dropped a little something or you know there's a little rumor out there you got a little something cooking up that way you know so yeah and the birdies tell us come on now <laughs> the floor is yours brother yeah man i got an album putting together man I'm gonna, it's gonna drop i'm saying the 24 i talked about mixing and mastering guy lord with me. <laughs> come on 
I plan on dropping it, man, uh, July 24th. Uh, name of the album is called From the Heart. I originally had a title from it. I was going to call it The South because just that's where I'm from and just the vibe of the music, just that, that kind of Southern kind of sound to it. Yeah. But um, I took some songs out, added a few. And um, when I listened to the project, I don't know, it was just like I touched a lot of different things, um, whether we're talking about social injustice, um, just life in general. I mean, COVID came and, you know, the police are doing what they're doing. But before that, life was still happening. People were going through real stuff already. So it's like we just adding layers and layers and layers of issues on top of issues. And um, people out here looking for hope. They're looking for direction. And um I'm not one of those Christians that believe that I always have the answer. You know what I'm saying? I have my days where I ain't really feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Some days I am frustrated. Some days I am angry. Some days I am confused. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to write music from perspective to let people know just because you're going through these different emotions and you're going through these different challenges, it doesn't mean you're not saved. It doesn't mean you're less than a person. It doesn't mean that um, whatever anybody want to say, like, not necessarily true. It's just like we human and we going through this thing, trying to figure it out one day at a time. And um, so I just wanted to be transparent, wanted to be honest um, and and just give people just the real, you know what I'm saying? Like from my perspective, you know what I'm saying? Give them my, because everybody's truth is relative. You know, what I say is real to me might be fake to you, you know what I'm saying? So, but from my vantage point, I just want to give people just the real perspective what goes on in my mind, what's going on in my life and how I see what's going on. And I wanted to definitely make sure, I think right now, you see a lot of artists that's definitely gonna talk about the things that's going on as far as injustice, because I feel like it's gonna be, it's, it's very insensitive, I feel, in my opinion, to put something out and just move on with your life when people are not able to go home to their families. You know, children are wondering, why did the police kill my parents? or people in the community losing loved ones and different things of that nature. So you definitely want to talk about that. Then I'm a black man. Like when I get pulled over, you never know when it's going to happen to me. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I go out here, I've been profiled. I've been called out of my name. I didn't experience this stuff. And I think um, for the longest time, it's certain things that Christians feel like kind of taboo. They really don't want to talk about because they don't want to ruffle any feathers. But I think now it's like we getting killed out here. You know what I'm saying? Like we out here, getting taken advantage of, we getting marginalized, they're knocking down our communities, building them up, people can't afford to live places, pushing everybody in the hood, on top of the fact that all the drugs, all the diseases, all this stuff seem to impact African-Americans more than any other culture. It's like, if we're not gonna speak up and say nothing now, you know what I'm saying, when are we ever gonna say something? You know, so I think people want you to be a Christian, but I can be black and be a Christian as well. You know what I'm saying? I can express who I am as a black man in my experience. And you can't tell me Jesus didn't deal with social issues because the scripture very plainly says, okay, it was a Samaritan woman. Why did they mention it was a Samaritan woman? You know what I'm saying? Because they weren't supposed to have dealings with those people. It's the same thing. Now people feel like you're not supposed to have dealings with certain cultures and races, but he showed he went outside of those barriers and still did the right thing. So I think um, I just want to touch on all that stuff, man, just life, uh, racism, um, Mental health, you know, so that's another issue that we really don't talk about. Just ba- the battle that goes on within the mind. Just mm. a lot of different stuff, man. <laughs> Come on, man. That's dope, man. That's dope. And 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 we're gonna touch more on that 
because again, you 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 the the main guest that we have on today, and so we definitely gonna dig a little deeper behind, you know, try to break down a little bit, you know, if you if you if you able to reveal a certain track that stands out to you on this album so far that you're working on, you know, we're gonna kind of dig into that. But in the meantime, uh, I guess uh, new releases on this end, like like Cuzzo said, we kind of in the middle of the week, <laughs> but seeing as how Probably by the time this hit them airways, I don't know. It just depends. But I also kind of have a little project coming out this Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of, I kind of low key dropped that by a mistake, I guess last week. You know, I, y'all <laughs> didn't hear that from me, but you did hear it from me. So it's official. <laughs> Your boy is dropping another EP. Uh, I dropped the EP. It's actually part of a series that I call "Me, Myself, and God." And much like playing, man, just, I guess, really, this kind of was, I didn't know when I was going to really drop. This was initially going to be a full album, and I just decided one day I felt like this needed to just be broken down into, like, an EP series, kind of tell a little story. And it's really about transparency, man. It's about, you know, keeping it real with yourself, keeping it real with your surroundings, keeping it real with your struggles, and... I guess this just goes to show how God works because I didn't expect all of what was going on now to go on. And when me dropped, it got a really good reception from people. Uh, there was some tracks on there that people were really vibing and rocking with. And again, I never thought it was going to relate so heavy to what's going on right now, but it just goes to show this was the time to release it. So myself officially is part two of this series and it's going to be dropping this Friday. Uh, some really dope tracks to listen out for that I think uh, people really going to really like, you know, like and vibe with. So, uh, people, if you're looking for new music on Friday, there you go. You got you got myself from your boy Highlight Reel dropping this Friday to your airways and my boy Plain James. So, that, that about sums it up for new releases in this segment. So, without further ado, I'm going to give y'all some history. We're going to do a little history real quick. So, check this out, y'all. It has been officially, as of June 29th, it has officially been the 16-year mark since an artist by the name (laughs) of Lil Wayne, Dwayne Carter. We share the same name. Go figure. This guy, (laughs) this guy dropped The Carter, his fourth studio album. June 29th, 2004. Production on the album was mostly handled by Cash Money's former in-house producer, Manny Fresh. You already know. And of course, it has spawned sequels since then, such as The Carter 2, The Carter 3, 4, and of course, 5. Therefore, I would like to ask my fellow hosts of today, what are y'all thoughts on this fourth studio album of the Carter, what does it rank amongst y'all top in Lil Wayne's discography of both mm-hmm. mixtapes and albums? You know, so you got to throw them both in there. You know what I'm saying? So, where does that rank to y'all? Where's the Carter rank in y'all opinion? That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, shout out to OTS, by the way. I got to shout out the OTS group because this was posted. I, I like to thank. Probably Mr. Derek, because he's the hardest working man in OTS. Hardest working man in the 
media business. There, there you go. <laughs> and he's always posting these facts about singles and albums from artists that we know and love that drop literally on their anniversary. So it's tough, I know, because this man has so many great projects. But if you had to really just try to pick, where would you say the Carter ranks in your, even if we just broke it to a top five? I'm not good at ranking. Um, I'm, I'm not. I know that this Carter probably isn't, um, I didn't know the songs in and out on this Carter as I did as like the Carter two or Carter three. That's just me personally. Mm -hmm. I just remember the vibe around this time. This was when Wayne was about to take over and be on everybody's neck and be on everybody's remix, everybody's hook, everybody's everything. Yes. <laughs> so I just remember the time and the energy that he had. But um, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to rank. It's tough. Uh, this kind of reminds me of our first episode when we broke down Usher and his yeah. albums, you know, from start to finish. Well, let me just let y'all know that in case you're wondering, well, okay, well, what singles was on the Carter? Well, Don't believe it or not, it only had three singles no. off of this album. <laughs> and my co-host Lovely just mentioned the very first single, which came out October 5th, 2004. Go DJ, which featured the infamous Manny Fresh, you know, giving that infamous, infamous hook that, you know, makes you to this day say, hey, go DJ. That's my DJ playing. You already know when we had a city take a show, we see DJ Radical. Right. Hey, that's my DJ. Go DJ. You already know. So, or DJ B4EY. Ha, shout out to you, my friend. I know you. Hey, same case. DJ is getting love everywhere from this very song. And then, of course, Single number two, some of you may remember, some of you may not. Bring It Back, released April 17th of 2004, followed by Earthquake, released March 27th, 2005. So, is, is, it, is it tough, y'all? Is it still kind of tough to decide? That, I think, I'll, I'll have to go with Cousin on that one. I think the Carter Two was probably the best of Carter series, in my personal opinion, I think the Carter Two was. I, I think, Best overall project. Personally, though, it was a mixtape. That's my personal thing. Okay. Um, that dedication mixtape. Ooh. Okay. That, that dedication mixtape. I think that's the best body of work that Lil Wayne put out, in my personal opinion. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, Carter what about two? you? Carter two. Carter two. Ooh. Okay. Carter two. That's the one, you know, a lot of times Carter two and three seem to be the two that people try to put in and out in that in that top right there you know what i mean like some people say it was two some people say it was three you know For me, i never hear four it was three like me and my best friend would be driving around after high school like seeing the songs word for word we had music videos before vines and all that was out like we were on the little digital camera making our little music video <laughs> <laughs> the carter three just has more memories for me out of the carters mm. I'd have to agree with that. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of like, I mean, singles-wise, this Carter with Go DJ it was kind of like, all right, I remember that. And and then when Carter 2 came, it had some more singles that were like a little more popping. But Carter 3 seems to resonate from like start to finish to me for some reason. Like that was senior year of high school for your boy. And it was just like, at that point, as Cuzzo was saying, like this album seems to be the one that 
catapulted Wayne, where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, he he he's like coming in his form, like prime, you know what I mean? Like, and, and Carter three just signifies like at the top of my game status, like as he mentioned, uh, what was it? You know, I mean, the man did a song with with, with Jay Z on there, and, and sure literally did. was like, don't forget, you know what I mean? Like, put your top, put Lil Wayne in your top, you know what I mean? When you got Jay-Z and Biggie and Pac and all them, put Lil Wayne up in there too. And it was just like, he could say that at that time. You know what I mean? He was before dominating the game. Before the Carter, it was wobbly, wobbly, drop it like it's hot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wobbly, yeah, wobbly. yeah. That's a fact, though. You couldn't understand nothing. That's all you knew. It was just straight slang from Wayne. You know what I mean? Bling, bling and all that. He bling, like, bling. Yeah. You know? What the Carter did was, even though it was, it was probably not the best out of the Carters, what they did was show the growth of Lil Wayne. Like, look, yeah. I'm about to start now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was rapping before, but now I'm like... I'm rapping, rapping. I'm yeah. about to start fitting for real. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That was, I think by the time we got to the Carter 2 and 3, he was really in his bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, I we think got... auto-tune ruined Lil Wayne. I think when he started overusing that auto-tune, that's when things kind of went down. Now, let me ask you that, Plain. Do you think the, the auto-tune version of Wayne kind of set a lot of what we hear in today's music with the melodies and the auto-tunes and everything? Like, I think T-Pain. I think T-Pain came out with the auto-tune, and I think he influenced Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I think um, Lil Wayne just started doing it too much to the point where he wasn't even rapping no more after a while. Every Why? song... He was just on that lean in the studio, just moaning and whining. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Like he just kind of lost, lost that that pop. That little one, you know, the way when he threw the punchlines, the clever, you know what I'm saying? Wordplay and all that. Yeah. He started going whining on Sir. You know what I'm saying? And I think, well, I can't. Now I think about it, yeah, because then you got <laughs> Future came from that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Came from that. Young Thug and. Man, the future inspired like Lil Baby and all the rest of these people. So yeah, <laughs> look, man, I'm telling you, it's crazy how like you sit there, and you wonder, like, I don't know, Lil Wayne might have had a little something to do with all these artists today, like a lot of something. Like <laughs> a lot of something. So it's it's crazy to sit there and think about, but nonetheless, I have to agree with all of you guys on the start of this one. It just it just signified his come up with two and three signify like hey where we go four for me was kind of like still kind of got it but you kind of fading a little bit bro like you still got it but you fading a little bit like if y'all don't remember it man go back and check it out and he was just rapping on that boy like he was killing (laughs) he was you know what he was but i'm gonna tell you another favorite now see the one that rivals that one to me personally is no ceilings that no ceilings no ceilings beginning that no ceilings mixtape bro to the wall that's a class <laughs> on my birthday i played it all day yeah. sure did. Sure did. like that's that no ceilings had people on fire man i was in the college yeah. at that point like yes. everybody had that plan and every stereo like just everywhere you went and it was like yeah he got a classic on his hands with this one like it's like boy so nonetheless it signifies a lot. It signifies that, as we mentioned in the last episode, we we aging, I guess, because 16 years since the Carter came out? You don't even That's realize crazy. it's been that long. It's yeah. so wild. It's like, wow, 16 years already, man. That's crazy. You know what I mean? But 
it also goes to show that it's a classic in its own right. Lil Wayne is definitely a uh, a goat, I guess, depending on where you rank them in your in your all time rappers. But uh, nonetheless, that's the history lesson for today. So without further ado, let's get back to our guest of the hour, Mr. Plain James. Yes. Good sir. So talk to the people that don't already know about trap theology. Explain to the people what brought trap theology to you and what made you create this movement. Man, really, man, it was it was God, man. You can say that all the time, but I'm just gonna explain like uh yeah. It's my background, man, just um, just being involved in the streets and whatnot. Um, when I decided, like I said, when I decided, when God called me out of the streets, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He inspired me to change my life. Um, I've always had a desire to go back to the places where I came from and reach them because I ain't never want to run off with the plug. I ain't never want to just be the guy, oh, yeah, I'm good now, so bump them and just move on. I just felt like a God can change me. He can change anybody, you know what I'm saying? So, um. Early on, just making mixtapes, that was my whole goal. I would go back and just give out free music in the hood or whatnot. And um, one night, man, I was praying, you know what I'm saying? I was laying down, it was like three or four in the morning. You know how you had them nights, you can't sleep, you just, you just be up. And uh, hit my mind, I just had the concept of trap theology. And um, so I put it on the shirt, and I went to South by Southwest. That was around, I want to say 2015, 2016. I had, uh, threw it on the shirt. And when I was in South by Southwest, I was like, man, that's dope, man. Where can I get that shirt? And I had the only one that was made, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> one of us. One. <laughs> yeah, so um, it just got a real good response. And, um, and man, I just kind of like, okay, I need to develop this. So I put out the first Trap Theology album. But it was just going to be a project. And then it went from a project to a shirt until people like, man, this is a movement, man. I, I, I believe in what you're doing, this and that. And um, so I was like, man, what is trap theology? And basically what it is, is about attacking negative mindsets with the truth. You know, you can look at somebody and say, man, you need to stop selling dope, man. You need to stop robbing, you need to stop hustling, you need to stop doing this. But until you get to the root of the issue on why they doing that, you know, anybody can just stop trying to, you know what I'm saying, try, stop trying to behave a certain kind of way. But when you got to get to the root of the issue in order to iron it out and, and really get a real solution. So, it's basically like whether you're dealing with greed, lust, pride, whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever emotion, whatever thought that makes you feel trapped. Like theology is the study of God. When you study who God is, you find out who Christ is, you, you realize what he's done for you. Whatever you feel trapped by, you feel bound by, he provides freedom from that. So that's what trap theology is. I just want to attack those negative mindsets with the truth to help people to break whatever cycle they feel stuck in. So this just shows me how clashed I am because I am a Grady baby. So I saw a trap and I was like, this is amazing because I think um, it's, it, we can't argue that trap music started here. So I was appreciative of you um, definitely being a Christian hip hop artist and definitely bringing pe people to God. You're still staying within the culture and, and I'm staying relevant. So as hip hop Christian artists, do y'all ever deal with any backlash from like church folks because you are rapping and kind of still staying relevant into what everybody else is doing or how do you deal with that? I've definitely ran into that. I remember um, 
I was at a, my first tour, man. Shout out to my bro Jericho, man. Jericho, mm. he, uh, Florida. Um, super cool dude, man. He's a white guy. And um, he didn't know me from a bucket of paint. You know what I'm saying? He okay. hit me up. When I'm going on tour, man. Lord, put you on my heart. I want you to ride with me. And uh, we rode out. We riding deep. You know what I'm saying? His whip. It was him, his wife. They had a newborn baby in the car. So like, we were really getting it out the mud. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we, we was in Okeechobee, Florida. And uh, it's a, and when we got there, you kind of feel the vibe because he a white dude. He got long dreads, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then they look at him. I'm a black person in the building, literally. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I come up there, and they just looking at us. You know, the kids were kind of excited because it was going to be a rap concert, but the adults were like, hmm. So we get up there, and we actually, not only with the music, we actually ministered. You know what I'm saying? And we actually were able to articulate our beliefs in a way where they can receive it. And the pastor of the church came up to me after it was over and said, man, I want to apologize to you. I said, for what? He said, man, it's probably like five or six times during this week I tried to find a way to cancel this event. Mm. Um, felt like, you know what I'm saying, y'all were using the devil's music. But he said, today y'all convinced me that I was wrong. And I just want to apologize to you. And um, it showed me that I can't put God into this limited box of my personal understanding. Mm. And um, that was like one of many situations I had like that. Uh, where people have just been challenged in what is traditional, what is how God has been presented to them in the past. And uh, now they're seeing it like, wow, you know, they're not compromising the gospel. They're just delivering it in a different way. And, so, and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <laughs> we in the South, man. So we in the Bible Belt. So some places stuck to those hymns and traditional means. And, and I, and I feel, you know, I don't get too upset about it. I understand, hey, this is what you prefer. It's not everybody's taste. But I just pray, you know what I'm saying, that they know, like, you know, God is available to everybody and he's going to come in different flavors. And I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to be able to help somebody to be a blessing or for somebody to be able to be a blessing to help you because it didn't come a particular style or form that you expected it to come in. Man. Uh. I, I can relate to that too, uh, as as a Christian artist myself, man. Um, much like playing, man, had them experiences before, but in a, in a different way, you know what I mean? Because like, uh, I would always kind of be the one that's kind of nervous in a traditional crowd, because like coming up in a traditional style, you know. Uh, and Cuzzo can relate, you know. We both kind of came out of them like super sheltered kind of like backgrounds, where like you know it's super churchy, so you get. Caught up in that, and then when you start rapping, you know, because of the culture of like what we just talked about, the Lil Wayne's and the, and the Young Jeezy's and so many different artists, the Ti's and all that, that we were like, oh, okay, you know, we know we probably shouldn't be listening to this, but yeah, we listen to it because we love it and it's cool. Right. But then when when you when you get changed and, and God really start bringing you to Him, all of a sudden you welcome in the church, and now you know you like, okay, wait. I'm called to do, you want me to do this Christian rap? Really? How this going to work? Because that don't seem too well received over here. Right. You know, and, and then you, you, you know, God deal with you. You write some some dope songs. You bring something different to the table with your craft. And I done had moments where I remember one time I was in Vegas and I was doing a showcase uh, around Stellar Wars weekend. And I remember I'm literally like the, only Christian rapper in the whole lineup. Everybody else was a choir, quartet, or a singer. And I'm like, 
this well, is gonna be weird. On to top it off though, the crowd was completely like they were just they were hard. They were they wouldn't like do anything. They would sit there and just watch. And it was kind of like, all right, this is weird. Like, how am I gonna do this when it's time to go up? And you know, I had a drummer with me, he got on and he did a sound check. So when he was ready to go, I was like, all right, let's do this thing. So I got up there and did my thing. And to be the only rapper up there, and I got interaction from that crowd that was not interacting with anybody else signified and it kind of showed me like interesting like okay they're, they they there's something ministering to them to make them interact like this like they're feeling what god is using me to give them and the crazy part about it was i would have people literally come up to me and and much like playing james was saying when he had the pastor come up to him and say you know i misjudged you i would have people come up to me and say and i'm sure playing has gone through this where people be like, you know what? I ain't really for this rap stuff. I don't really like that, but I respect you, bro. Like, I like your message. Like, I love what, I enjoyed you up there. Like, you really did this. And I would always hear that in any traditional, like, setting. But when you go to the streets, you know, where they love it, it's a whole different atmosphere, man. You out there and you, you, you know, what Turning we, up with the people. Yeah, you turning up with the people, you know what I mean? Whether you taking it outside to them, or you know whatever the case may be they rocking and and that just makes the experience that much more fun because then you you rocking and now the ministry come and and, and it's just good stuff so it, it's crazy what we go through but we, we we love it man we wouldn't trade it for anything man it's, it's a beautiful thing right so so question do y'all feel that christian hip-hop is like under gospel or are you your own separate genre i definitely think it's its own separate genre um like when i think about the gospel scene oh uh, you know you look like the kirk franklin's and uh, i got a homie who do gospel my dude uncle reese he's in that gospel circle yeah it's just a completely different kind of environment and i think i think what kurt is doing i think kirk was trying to implement more of the christian hip-hop side into the gospel side mm -hmm. um he been doing stuff with McCray and whatnot. I know a couple of years ago he signed uh, Chris John Gray uh, to his label. I don't know what ever happened with that, but he signed him. And he was trying to dive into that CHH world a little bit. But I definitely think it's the difference. I think um, in the gospel world, it's a little bit more traditional. And you see the, the gospel artists starting to come over now and, you know, the sound is a little more current and stuff. I think Kirk was one of the main people who spearheaded that. Um, but it's still kind of in that transition where Christian hip hop is just like, I think it's a little bit more raw. I think it's mm -hmm. a little bit more. Um, and oddly enough, I think when it comes like theology and like sound teaching and sound information, I think you'll probably get more from Christian hip hop than you will from the majority of your songs on, on, on the gospel. I felt I, like I was being called out. I was listening to <laughs> your first Trap Theology the, um, 2016 and Stop Complaining. I was like, <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> I was like, I do wake up and I be complaining about work. I ain't even pray yet. Like, <laughs> so I definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, man. Gotta use your own song to jump y'all sometimes. But. <laughs> Ooh, plain, tell them. 
tell them, yeah. like, I thought that was just me sometimes when I would listen to stuff that I did, and I'm like, yo, is my whole song ministering to me right now? <laughs> yeah. like, what's going on? Like, hold up. Like, I, I wrote you. Hold up. <laughs> what's going on? Like, I hit you, man. Sometimes I like to hit you with stuff, and um, you, you know all these things. You know all these scriptures. You know who God is. You know what he did for you. But life will hit you sometimes and have you in one of them spots, man. And like sometimes the people who encourage others need to be encouraged. You pray mm-hmm. for you. It's like it's just that thing. And I think sometimes people think because you have a certain skill set or ability to articulate your words and do different things, they feel like you just got it under control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, always the case. And I think sometimes people confuse talent with maturity. Just because somebody is talented doesn't mean they're necessarily mature in every area. So, it's got a gift, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I think it's important for people to know, like, no matter what you see somebody on the stage doing, whether they're a pastor or a rapper or whatever it is, like, they're going through the same thing that you're going through. On top of the fact that now I also have to put on the um, the issue of, I have to make sure I'm on, on my P's and Q's presenting myself a certain way because if somebody see me acting off color or doing something crazy, they're going to criticize and try to tear down everything that I've been doing. People who don't remember the good stuff you do, they look for that one mm-hmm. thing. They take it and magnify it. And now your whole ministry is discredited off of one bad moment. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a lot, man. It's a lot to deal with. It is, man. It is. And so I would I would actually love to ask you this question, man, because this is a question that in our, in our circle, in our genre, man, this gets asked all the time, but more so – especially with what's going on right now currently in the world, you know, especially as African-Americans and everything. What, where, you know, a lot of people ask right now what would have been going on, like, oh man, where's the church at in this situation right now, right? They're like, hey, where's the church at? Christian hip hop, even before what was going on right now, people would look at us as that up and coming genre right now because like we were underrated, but in a way, more lyrical because like people get tired of like the same rap and the auto-tune rap that's the mainstream keeps playing, right? right. And here we are kind of like, we can do that too, but more so we giving you the real, like you said, we giving you the see-through stuff you relate to and you like, man, it's more to life than just the sex, the money, the drugs and the party and like, yo, we, we struggling, struggling and this and that. So, Given what's been going on with, with the social injustices and with the, you know, hey, man, am I ever going to be better than what my color try to hold me as? Like, mm-hmm. what all, what, even because even we struggling as Christian artists with it, but what do you think the state of Christian hip-hop as a genre is right now in this situation? Like, is this the time to rise up harder than ever and really get known? Or is it, like, what, what do you think the struggle is right now? Well, I think it's kind of different for me. It's like, I look at it as there's so many different Christian artists, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, us who seem to have a certain level of prestige behind their name and doing this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really at this point, I think that's more so irrelevant than we would like to believe. I think every Christian artist has a sphere of influence. Like you have a community, you have people that you know in your circle, in your city, in your community, that you have the ability to reach in your church, that you have the ability to reach. And I think if we can all focus on, first and foremost, focusing on our own communities, our own neighborhoods, our own areas of influence, and minister to those people, 
if everybody had that mindset, we can reach more people. I think the issue that we're having is we have more Christian artists making music, hoping that their video or their song goes viral so they can reach all these people, reach all these people. And what you're actually doing is passing by ministry, trying to do ministry. It's like if my neighbor doesn't know that I'm saved and I believe in Christ and doesn't know what I do, like, why am I so gung-ho to try to go to California and tell them about what I do? It's like this person listening to me is just as important as the people. So then it just boils down, okay, what is your motive? Is my motive to blow up and get famous and get, get bread? Now, being 100, nobody makes a song that says, I don't want nobody to hear this. Like, you want <laughs> people, you know what I'm saying? Right. You want yeah. it as possible to hear your music. You want it to go everywhere. Yeah. But I think it's, it's levels to it, like. Like for me, I grind it out. Like I'm from Decatur, so people hey, in Decatur, anywhere is greater. You know, from Decatur, they know what I do. I stay in Carrollton now. People in Carrollton, like they know what I do. I've always made sure I impacted my personal community before God sent me out. So when I'm in Utah or wherever else God wants to send me, like I haven't just forsaken my own community. So I think that's the key with Christian rap need to focus on right now. Is because before this. If you be honest, everybody's making it about themselves. So now what we're seeing is this is an issue going on that's affecting all of us, and it's an issue that's bigger than us. And no one man can individually can accomplish uh, fixing this problem. We all have to work together. So how can we do that? Focus on your city, focus on your area, and make sure that you're being as impactful as possible in that area. And if God wants to send you somewhere else, praise God. But don't pass by the people in your community trying to blow up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, think that's I, I love that brother. I love that answer. That's that's and that's 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 what I, I, I really you told me exactly what I wanted to hear with that personally and asking that because like I said, it's it's been hard sometimes when you're on your social media and you're seeing all you know, and you're not just seeing it from you know a secular sense, you're seeing it even in the in the CHH sense, but there have been some artists out there who have kept it real, like, you know, hey, it's a struggle, yes, but they still put God in it somewhere just to kind of remind, like, hey, this is what I represent. And I respect a lot of people who are doing that, you know, because that's what I want to see more of, you know, and it's just like a little tough sometimes, but but that you hit that right on the nail, my friend. You hit that right on the nail. I love that. Follow-up question, that that mindset you're speaking of to where it's important to have a certain impact within your community or, or within your area, do you think that that is a struggle that we are specifically applying to Christian hip-hop artists, or should all artists kind of face that as well? Because there are a lot of artists who feel like, you know, I'm not here to be a, a role model, I'm, I am just here to entertain, so don't look to me <laughs> when it comes to guidance because that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, I think I think it's two different things. I think I think that's more so the mindset that the Christian artist should have because okay. as a Christian artist, we feel like we have we hold the truth. We feel like we hold the keys to life. We feel like we have something that we're giving people that's gonna not fix just their their current situation because your current situation might suck still. But we're giving you an internal perspective, something that you can hold on to to say, hey, you may go through this, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't gonna last always. And at the end of this, you know, and that might not be the most appealing message because you want what you want right now. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're still trying to give you hope and we're trying to give you something that you can hold on to that even if you are going through hell, 
you got a better understanding of why you're going through it, and you got somebody who's gonna walk through it with you. You got you got the Hebrew boy, but Jesus stood in the fire. He didn't take him out the fire. He stood in the fire with him. You know. Now, when you look at a secular rapper, it's kind of it's like I definitely think you should try to impact your community in a positive way. But the contradiction there is in your music. You're telling me to sell dope. You're telling me to shoot people. You're telling me how you dogging our women, but then you want to come empower the community. That ain't really going. I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to see how effective that would be. And then you got most rappers that are killed are killed in their hometown. So mm. you, got the, you got the jealousy, the envy, the animosity because so-and-so, we went to high school together. You know what I'm saying? We stayed in the same neighborhood. I rap, he rap, but his song took off and mine did. When I hop in the car, I hear his song on the radio. You know what I'm saying? When I'm at the club, they, the DJ playing his song. Now, I think Lil Boosie said, Lil Boosie was like, man, folks just be hypnotized with hatred. So now, mm -hmm. in the very community I came from, I'm trying to show people, hey, it's possible to make it. They mad at you and they gonna kill you because they're angry. And that's something that's been embedded in us since slavery. Just when you look at mm -hmm. the house, the house dude and you got the field dude. Mm -hmm. And they knew if we ever came together and empowered one another, we'd be unstoppable. So what they did is put us against each other. So now, we feel like we gotta knock one down to come up. So I think that it's like, once again, you gotta get to the root of all that. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with secular artists to even get the mindset to say, hey, let's come together and do stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you got a killer Mark and you got a TI now who coming out saying, hey, we need to do this, we need to do that. But then when I throw your album on, you know what I'm saying? It's like everything you just, album saying something totally contradictory. And I know it's mm -hmm. entertaining, but like I'm saying, it's something going on that's bigger than your album. There's something going on that's bigger than who you are as an individual. People are dying, you know what I'm saying? They look like you and look like being locked up for no reason. It's like, can you put that on hold for a minute and let's just focus on the situation at hand and try to give people the right thing? You got a responsibility. You got a platform. You got a responsibility, whether you want it or not. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Period. Okay. <laughs> period. Drop the mic on that. Like, note, yeah, that's, that's all you can right. do. You know, and that's coming from good spiritual nuggets right there. So again, people, if you're listening, take note to that. You know what I mean? Regardless of what genre of music you listen to, regardless of what you believe in, man, we all still have a job to do. We got a community to influence and we need it more than ever right now. So you getting that right here on Past the Eyes, baby. Look, I'm telling you, we're going to get y'all some nuggets. Keep on listening now. Keep on listening, We're going to get y'all some nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so, my boy, I want to talk about, real quick, Atlanta 1996. Ooh, it's a vibe. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now, now, I am partial ATL-ian. I am. I'm not <laughs> completely born and raised, but Atlanta is, is home. You know, I am a Memphis, Tennessee native. Shout out to my boy, Mr. Dale Fro. All my Memphis natives out there, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, like, but 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 again, I love Atlanta because Atlanta and Memphis got a real dope connect anyway. So it's family, you know what I mean? But again, I'm I'm partial ATLian, but I know y'all full-blooded all the way. Grady baby. Come on, Grady. <laughs> Grady. That was a, that's how you know I learned that terminology. It was like, oh, oh that's, that's a Grady baby. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, <laughs> I wasn't born in Atlanta hospital. I wouldn't know that, but it's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, talk about what 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 is what brought you to inspire and in making that single, my brother. What what brought that one up? Man, um, 
first and foremost, man, Outkast is like probably the Outkast. That's my favorite bar of music. That's my favorite group, artist, whatever you want to call it of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely love yeah. Andre 1000, but I think Big Boy doesn't get enough respect because he had to rap with Andre for all those years. Come on. Mm-hmm. Get killed like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. You know, so just that, man. When I came across that track, um, it was a guy in Germany who made that track. And it's like, when I heard it, man, it took me back to when I first heard Jezebel. It took me back to when I heard Players Ball come out before the end and all those songs. And um, I was like, man, I got to use this. And I just took, I just thought back. It was like 1996 when they dropped that album. Uh, it was the AT Aliens album. They dropped in 96. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite albums. So it just had that vibe. So I said, man, I just want to do something, man, to kind of just go back to my roots, man, go back where I come from, show people. You know what I'm saying? Would influence me and at the same time they'll do it in my own way. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that, that, that together, man. It's had fun actually, man. It was, it's, it's, it just felt good to rap on that track. It was an <laughs> you know, you take an outcast sample, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you uh you, especially in Atlanta, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You trip dangerous territory if you don't mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> you don't do it justice. <laughs> yeah, they don't like do it justice, brother. Do it justice now. Yeah. But you 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 definitely did it justice, man. You rolled that thing, and you could tell you had fun with it. I mean, it's nothing like your hometown and then taking a legend, you know, a group of legends from your hometown and just paying homage, you know what I'm saying? Paying homage to the city, paying homage to your favorite group, and then you putting a godly twist on it at that, too. So that there's even that. So it's just it's a beautiful thing when you got the best of all of those worlds like that, man. So did you... Now, I noticed you had a contest on Instagram, but did you ever think about doing like a challenge with that baby? Like, like uh, you know, for my AT, true ATLians out there, like, let right. me see you, let me, you know, find a historic spot in Atlanta and just like bump this 96, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like stand in front of Centennial Park and, and, and give me a, you know, like, did you ever think, what, what, what was going through your mind when, this, when you was like dropping this single? Like, what I'm gonna do to like really push this thing? I, what I was going to do, man, I wanted to do like a remix, you know what I'm saying, and do different stuff, challenges with people from Atlanta to do it. But I'm going to be honest, bro, like, I pretty much know everybody who do Christian hip-hop from Atlanta, bro. I literally had everybody from Atlanta hit me up, like, hey, bro, you do a remix, bro, you got to put me on. <laughs> and it got to be in 100. It was just so overwhelming. And I was just like, bro, I'm just going to let it die, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let it slide. But I, I still might come back and revisit it, man, just later on. Cause it's gonna be on the album anyway. Yeah. I might revisit it, man. But I don't know, man. It was just so. I, I was just feeling bad. I was like, I can't put him on this mug, and then I am. But then you don't want a twenty-minute song. Cause that ain't cool. Yeah. <laughs> no facts, yo. Y'all remember? Y'all remember when Game did that one blood remix and how long that scene back then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was like eleven minutes long, and you like. Bro, so many artists that I know, legendary people that was current, and then you like, but this is a long remix, bro. So yeah. like, I feel you. You know what I mean? And trust me, I didn't have that happen too with songs I dropped. Like people are like, yo, highlight, you gotta let me get on the remix of that, bro. And I'm like, man, I want to, but like, <laughs> then if I do it with you, then they gonna want to get on it. Then they gonna want to. I feel you, man. Sometimes you just gotta do the instrumental challenge and be like, hey. Oh, you're 16 on it? Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? 
I might do the shot. Cause we were talking about doing another challenge. So I collab with uh, Vintage Brothers on ATL. You know Scott, Scott Free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh Caleb man. They got this dope uh, line called Vintage Brothers. So they get like all kind of clothes and they find and whatnot. And um, they got a dope site with a whole bunch of rare stuff. So they happen to have um the sweater with the yeah. Olympic on it and all that stuff. So I said, okay, we can come together and do this. So he want to do another one next month. So okay. I'm like, I might do the 16 bar challenge, man, for the so the one that can uh get the merchandise. We got some dope prizes, man. Amen. This oh. time I won't do it, bro. It was just crazy though. I was like, man, I ain't got time for this. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, man. Like challenges will do that, but I feel like the world needs these challenges, man, because they are a good a good escape in a way, because they're fun, you know what I mean? And they're, and they're a good way to take your mind off of things. But definitely with the city, you talk about unity, man. I mean, man. 96, come on, y'all. We got to get on that. Man. Atlanta, so, you got to get behind that. Gotta, you got to get on it. So, you know, like I said, you know, a partial ATLian outcast like you, man, is definitely one of my favorites all time. And I am partial ATLian, so why wouldn't I want to hop on that? So when that challenge does drop. Oh, man, you get the stamp. You've been there long enough. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Like, I love having my Atlanta card, man. I try not to lose it. I hold it dearly. Please but uh, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about, like I said, you, we, we did touch on the fact that you, you got the album coming out from the heart. You know, the plan is to release it this month. You know, prayers up. Let's see what happens. So what would have been some standout tracks without really giving your album away? You know, what's some tracks that really made you say, okay, when they hear this, they going they gonna really feel something. Like, I think God really showed out when I wrote this track right here. What, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, what stood out? Shout out to my bro, Fro, man. You mentioned he on the album, man. I got a track on, but I still believe with Fro on there, that's going to be dope. Okay. Um, I got my dude Jerry Sanders on there from God Over Money, man. He on the track. Um, Lyrical monster. Yeah. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, boy. Okay. Yeah. Um, the homie Ray Knowledge, man. He, me and him got a song together, man. That's probably one of my favorites on there. Man. He knows okay. for sure, but man, he a beast on the mic too. Yeah, like people forget they think he's just a video guy half the time, and when he step on that mic, Ray Knowledge will give it to you too now. So it's like, shout out to Ray Knowledge for that. Okay, okay. Yeah. If I had to say my favorite one on there though, it's probably this song, man. Uh, I got calls from me to you, and it's basically just talking about, I said, current events thing that's going on. Um, why as a black man, we feel the way we feel, you know, and things that need to happen in order for us to feel otherwise. Mm -hmm. And um, and I share my frustrations a little bit on there, but I always try to keep it in a sense where scriptures say be angry, but sin not, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> I let you know I'm angry, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm letting you know how I feel, but and um, that's probably be my favorite one. The album got more of a like a laid back kind of vibe. Like this album, I got a couple tracks with you were called like trap music. Yeah. But I don't know. I kind of been in this lane lately, man. What I call more conscious trap music. That what I call. Conscious trap. I like it. I like the. Way I love it. Yeah. Is that a new genre you just clicked up there, brother? My you album. coined it right here, live action. <laughs> Exclusive on Pass the Exclusive baby. on Pass the Odds, exactly. Conscious yeah. trap. Do you think, you think heavy 808s, hi-hats, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got some of that on there. But um, 
like I was saying earlier with the whole theme of trap theology, it's about getting to the root of the issue. It's about attacking the mindset that's causing you to respond a certain kind of way. So I got songs, like one song called Greed, just talking about how you never feel like you have enough. You're always chasing, 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 and you never satisfied to the point where you have the things you need, but you're still depressed and frustrated because you don't have the things you want. You know what I'm saying? Like, just attacking those mindsets, man. So that's what's more it's more like conscious trap music, man. It's probably more it's probably more J. Cole than Gucci, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We like it. We are okay. Cole fans. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? We some Cole fans. Hey, shout out to Gucci. We was Gucci too. We had our Gucci phase, man. You know what Her, I mean? For Her. sure. <laughs> so uh man, that I don't know about you, Neem, but I'm sounding pretty excited. For this album to drop, and I definitely hope and pray the engineers can get this thing right so we can hear this thing. He an artist too, man. My dude Stump, man. He got a super dope project, like a compilation project he put together. Mm -hmm. He's doing the finishing touches on that. He told me, man, I should be done next couple days, and I'm gonna have everything knocked out for you. I'm gonna push it. That's it, man. I greatly appreciate it. Let's Let's do it. Appreciate it. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Well. Absolutely, man. So I was, this I remember, bro. Uh-huh. First time fit was at City Takers and you were doing a 16 challenge. Oh man, this guy, he just put me on the spot today. Hey, I knew he, <laughs> he was doing a 16 challenge. Me and my, my dude Sherrod White, I never forget we heard bro rap. We said, man, like he got it. You know what I'm saying? He was like, you can hear the ability and the talent, but like you can hear the hunger too. You know what I'm saying? Like you can tell, like, I ain't just up here just because like <laughs> I love this, you know what I'm saying? And it yeah. showed he won, you know what I'm saying, as a result of that because it was just undeniable, you know what I'm saying? So man. you always want as well, but you dropping this Friday, I'm definitely gonna peace the project, man. I shared it not man. Bro, listen, cool. well. This this and and that's the one thing about you and me and, and what we do, and like I said, I, I I had to get you on the show, and that's why it's an honor to really have you as the number one guest, like the official real artist to come join the show because it's it's a real relationship with you and me, man. And I mean, we keep up with each other. We kept tabs. And, you know, a lot of times uh, people, especially in our genre, man, we one thing about unity is, is, is it's a crazy thing, right? Like sometimes it, it feels like when you talk about where's your motives, you know what I mean? Like some artists might get in their feels a little bit and feel like, oh man, this, this person don't don't share my stuff. I'll be sharing their stuff and they don't ever throw the love back or this and that. And it's like sometimes you can't get caught up and wrapped in that because that's a that's a monster in its own right. And even in the secular world, it's people in the secular world that have the same kind of you know mentality at times where it's like like you said, you're trying to one up. People you know? in the got the same mindset. The people in the secular world, that's yeah, that's the things that got to change. We got to stop yeah. building. Me supporting you is not going to stop me from achieving the things that I have to, that I'm going to mm-hmm. achieve. Come and on, that, man. Again, that mindset, it's that, it's that whole mindset of I have to knock you down to come up. That's getting embedded in us from the beginning. Yeah. And we got to know, I mean, you see it on a larger scale, like with our communities. You see, okay, product, housing projects get knocked down. Yeah. Everybody forced to these certain areas. They don't have opportunity outside of these areas. So when you put everybody in the same area trying to survive, what's going to happen? They're going to start turning on each other. So mm-hmm. now you got people selling each other. You got people selling dope to each other because now it's a game of survival. It's 
I got to make sure I survive regardless of who else it affects. Yeah. You got that mentality on the way you're talking about rap music where I can't support you because if I support you, less people going to pay attention to what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just that, it's that, that perpetual mind state of crab in the bucket. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that thought is we're going to make progress because we can protest all we want. We can vote all we want. But after we leave the polls and after we protest, if we still knocking each other down and come up, it's going to be kind of productive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. For another people. Once again, playing, you speaking some straight truth, bro. Yes. And uh, that's why, and I've always, Lord knows, man, I'm always a big proponent. Uh, I love the artists in my genre of Christian hip hop. I feel like there's so many dope artists to check out, both here in the city of Atlanta, outside of the city of Atlanta, back home in Memphis, back home, in, out in Cali, out in Vegas. I mean, just, we can name, you and me, we can name artists for days. On this show, we'd be another two hours for y'all, man. Right. Naming all these dope artists and and what we do that really can give you some real truth, some real knowledge. You know what I mean? So that's why I said, even with you, brother, when I saw that this new album was coming, I was like, oh, we gotta get him on the show ASAP, bro. Because <laughs> meeting you, you know, what I'm saying? I remember it was funny at first because when I when I first stepped into doing Christian hip hop. I actually checked you out and didn't realize I even checked you out until I looked back. It was you and you and young Noah had like a, a, a mixtape together, right? I didn't even realize at first. I was like, wait, hold on. I was like, yo, okay. And I was like, I said, you got to forgive me because I was still new, still oh, learning everybody. I was still <laughs> new to this. So when I realized like, oh, wait, I didn't heard playing James before. Like when I saw that mixtape and I still got the CD now and I'm like, hold up. Yeah, playing James right there. Like, and it, I, so it just it just shows, man. Like, the growth, man. Both you, young Noah, and and pioneers in this thing, leaders in this thing, and, and just really, you know, being like, even when I see you out there speaking and, and, and like giving sermons right now, man, it's it's a beautiful thing to see that you're not just rapping it, but you living it. You know what I mean? And and when, like you said, to see the hunger that I show. It just goes to show, man, because I do love what I do. I do love music. I love God. And to be able to do the both together is it's a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? And and I know you can agree with that doing it yourself, man. So shout out to just every CHH artist out there that's grinding, uh, especially in these times. If you're grinding even harder, you in your community, you're working, you're doing what we just talked about, we salute you. We, we, we give you props right now because world needs it and let's just keep it going keep that same energy and let's keep doing this let's keep on uniting it's gonna take a lot but we got this y'all we got this (laughs) so we're gonna get ready to wrap this thing up man because we we, we've been on here time will fly when we have great conversation i don't want to keep it you know what i'm saying (laughs) because if we go any longer we're gonna have to split this up into two parts and i don't want to do that to y'all like that you know what i'm saying i know y'all want all the juice in one squeeze you know what i mean (laughs) so (laughs) that being said man uh where do we go from here let's see where do we where do we even go because this has been such a dope conversation i would just say if anything man um right off top playing go ahead use this time to sell it to the people even let's say let's say it's someone out here listening who may not know about christian rap christian hip-hop or you know may not even be a christian but they they like 
rap. They like inspirational stuff, whatever. Tell them why you feel they should check out this album when it drops, hopefully on the 24th. So, God willing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would tell them, man, to check out this album because um, I know how it feels to be in situations in life where you're looking for answers. Um, And it seems like a lot of people around don't really have those answers. In fact, they're struggling with the same thing. Um, I know what it feels like to talk to people who are quote-unquote believers or Christians and have them judge you and criticize you because you're going through real-life stuff and you're going through real-life emotions. They try to give you the classic church answers, like, Mm you got to have this as if because I'm struggling, I don't have faith. Um, I know what it feels like to have, to wrestle with your faith, to be like, you know what, man, like, I want to believe, but right now, God, it's hard for me to really see you in this situation. Um, I just want to be transparent and be honest and let people know just because I'm a Christian don't mean I'm perfect. Uh, just because I'm a Christian don't mean I don't have struggles. In fact, I have probably more struggles as a Christian now because before I just did whatever I wanted to do. But now I got this thing called conviction that I got to wrestle with every day. Um, and I just wanted to come from a different variety of angles to show people, like, man, in this life, like, we go through these things, but if you're really looking for help, you're really looking for answers, the street's not going to be the answer. Um, not going to be the answer. Whatever it is you try to fill this void within your life is not going to be the answer unless you try to fill it with Christ. We were made for one reason, that's to worship God. And we worship him in different ways. Like Some people can sing, I can't sing. That ain't his will for my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, you, know, you might be a painter. You might be a, a trash man. You might be a cook. Whatever it is that you do, if you do it to the glory of God and you ask him to direct your path, you can find a measure of success and value of whatever it is you do, not only because you're doing it to provide for your family, but you're doing it to his glory, and he's going to use that. And I think what a lot of people are missing is a sense of belonging, a sense of love, a sense of purpose. And, and you're just running around in life making these aimless decisions and just, just hoping that something just blows for you, something just works for you. And it's like, I was doing that. Like, I didn't ran the street, but I didn't sold those, I didn't did a lot of stuff I'm not proud of just trying to feel this boy. And it wasn't until I gained a relationship with Christ that I found that. And uh, it just sound preachy when you hear the word Christian rap. I know the first thing come to your mind, like, I'm going to pass on that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's money. You know what I'm saying? To the average person. It's just like, uh, I'm good on that. I don't really know where I'm at right now. And I understand that. But I would just say, hey, give it a listen. And if you find something that you can relate to, praise God. And if not, you know, I don't feel like I got to be the one to lead you to Christ. I don't, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be mad if I'm not the one. All I'm here to do is plant a seed that hopefully make you ask some questions and anything else. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like if you don't listen to me, there's no hope for you. You know what I'm saying? I just pray to add some kind of value to your life uh, that's going to lead you in the right path. So that's what the album is about, man. I hope you just relate. Well, I'm sold. <laughs> you already know it, baby. We already sold over here. That sounds like one heck of a pitch over here. So that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to just thank you. We hope that you enjoyed listening. If you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook, we thank you for watching and tuning in and just vibing with us from start to finish. Make sure that you subscribe to Pastor Ox. Make sure you subscribe to a lot of our other dope shows that we have 
under the OTS guys brand, such as sideline guys, such as, you know, timeout, such as life's a bunch. You never know. Debate fuel even. We have so many dope shows with dope content. Shout out to Six Families Radio, our partners as well. If you're listening live on Six Families Radio, we thank you for listening. And uh, as always, you already know how we do it. This is Pastor Ox. So we're going to get more guests for you in the future. But you know we had to give you the number one guest with the inspiration of inspirations right now. Like I said, CHH Atlanta legend, my boy, Plain James. So real quick, as we give this round of applause to my boy, my brother from another man. Again, I respect you, bro. I love you. And I, 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 anything you need, I'm always here, brother. I thank you so much, brother, for everything you do, your words of encouragement, and just what you do for the community, man, for the streets. So uh, that being said, real quick, tell the people where they can find you and follow you, my friend. All social media, man, it's the same. Follow me at Plain James DW. That's P-L-A-I-N James D-W. That's on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, whatever. And on Facebook and Instagram, if you want to follow the ministry, just follow Trap Theology. That's T-R-A-P Theology. You know what I'm saying? That's on Instagram and Facebook. So Plain James DW, um, Trap Theology. And also I have a website. If you're interested in getting some merch, I got some new designs I dropped today. You know what I'm saying? So yes, sir. Trap dot com check out the website got new merchandise on there yes sir um, more about what we're about uh in the info section and yeah man we're just trying to glorify god man with the gifts he gave us come on that uh, lies in a positive way come on man that's what it's all about baby and you already know i don't know about y'all but i'm sure heading over to the trap theology.com and i'm about to crop me some trap theology merch so that way i can already tell these folks about the movement because you know it stand out like a sore thumb baby that's what we do so kazo my favorite co-host tell the people where they can find you yeah so um before i give out my tags um plain james on the atlanta 96 track you said that you have a daughter coming so when is the due date congrats august the 7th she do august the 7th congratulations yes (laughs) are you excited are you nervous Uh, a combination of both (laughs) it's fun (laughs) oh man that's what's up (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm responsible for this life now, but yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But yeah, <laughs> hey, plan. Let me ask you: as a man, did you ever pray that you know the guy like God? Please don't. If you bless me with a child, don't bless me with a girl, because then I mean, you know, I gotta protect them from these streets out here. You know, these dudes. I was a dude once. You know I mean, my mind, like for one, I was like, you know, whatever it is, as long as it's healthy, I'm cool. Yeah. But the more with a girl and I just know the world we living in and I know me because yeah. <laughs> I already know man I ain't I, I, I go off <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah I know man I I have seen my father go from zero to a hundred real quick so it's definitely possible <laughs> but um Thank you so much for coming through. It was a pleasure meeting you and speaking with you. I'm so excited about this project. Dwayne, you're the best co-host ever in the whole entire world. Um, you all can check me out on um, Instagram at Nina Soul. Nina is spelled with two eyes. 
And um, what did I think about this week is now under the OTS umbrella as well. So that's amazing. Um, Make sure you check out and subscribe to that podcast as well. Yes, definitely check that out, especially if you are the type that loves a recap in your week, man. You just never know, man. Along with some real dope thoughts, by the way. So that is the queen of Clatchet. Your boy is the (laughs) prince of botch. And, you know, my boy, Trap Theology, he's the professor of Trap Theology, <laughs> yes. as you know. Bye, yeah, like how I did that right now, I'm just saying, you know. You can't make this you. stuff up, people. It comes off <laughs> of the top of the dome, you know what I mean? Oh, but I would like to say before I give y'all my social tags, Mr. Plain James, I do have this one thing, though. I, you are the first official artist, and this is kind of a thing I want to do on Pass the Ox real quick. Any chance you got a quick little 16 you can give the people one time before we let you go? Oh, y'all not ready. I just get you some. Okay, mm. okay. Ain't no cotton picking. When it got it out the mud, blood, sweat, and tears. Been on the ground for years, overcoming every obstacle. Do what some called impossible. Save your walk on water. Ain't no trash like clues like carnival. Hit the switch Nintendo. Who that peeping through my window? Probably Satan waiting. Simply crossing at the door. Came equipped with ammunition for spiritual war. Trust the Lord and pray for racists, throw the haters to the core. Won't become what I despise, keep a level head. Clay already reared from the bloodshed, so to that I won't make contribution. Rather come up with solution for those seeking retribution. Better if you use your head and your voice. Ah, let's start though. Yeah. No, that's the fire. Look, that's it. That's it. Look, it's all good. Don't talk about. <laughs> That's how we do it right here on Past the Ox. And, well, I ain't going to jack sway and say you whack rappers, so I'm just going to say, uh, 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 <laughs> how would I say this? I'm just going to say you are not so great rappers out there. Don't that challenge. Out there, you know what I'm challenge. That's, that's, that's kind of how we do it out here on Past the Ox. So, again, as always, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. You can follow your boy at Dwayne Dickey Jr., or you can follow this real artist name highlight real as well follow my artist page at highlight life h-i-l-i-t-e life and uh yeah check out life's a botch podcast you know if you're a big wrestling fan we just had a dope interview with mr darren young it was a very great episode and uh yeah in the meantime follow all things ots check out otsguys.com if you would like to follow this podcast and other awesome podcast and check out six families radio at sixfamiliesradio.com we are signing out and the ox has officially been passed to you peace